The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here's the Bills' latest pick. With the ninth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select... Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Let's go, Buffalo! Hey, 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 let's go, Buffalo! The Bills make me wanna... Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills fans, welcome to a special draft edition episode of Circling the Wagons. Guys, we got Ed Oliver. Woo! (laughs) So pumped, man. So pumped. I'm your host, Nate. And we have a great draft show for you guys. I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Mike. How's it going, man? Nate, wow. I know, Ed right? Oliver, huh? I know. He's like a top five guy. He is. He is. Maybe he... a t- top three or top, like, amazing talent. Amazing, amazing talent. You know, some before everything got started, you know, before the scouting reports came in, the end of the season, end of college season, he was slated to go number one overall. So I mean I, I'm I'm excited. This is a huge gift for the Bills. The Bills filled a need and got what a lot would say was the best uh, player available at number nine in defensive tackle Ed Oliver out of Houston. Uh, right now, Ed Oliver out of Houston, he becomes an instant upgrade at the position of three technique defensive tackle. He can generate pass rush from the interior, which, based on the press conference after the pick was something they've wanted for a while and uh, became a need when Kyle Williams retired. Um, And even though Bean basically said, he said this at the press conference, which was pretty cool, that someone asked him if Kyle Williams was still on the team, would he still have drafted Ed Oliver? He said, yes, absolutely. I mean, that just goes to show you how much the Bills thought of Ed Oliver as a prospect and how much they really, you could tell they really wanted him. He was a player that started off, like I mentioned, number one overall pick a few months ago. And I don't know, man. It was it was interesting. I wasn't sure how the night was going to go in general from the point of view of, you know, I, I did this this Twitter poll um, on our Circling the Wagons uh, podcast Twitter feed. If you're not following us on, on Twitter, please do. It's at CTWpod. And I said, what do you think the Bills do in the first round tonight? Do you move up earlier than number nine? Do the Bills stay put at number nine and go best player available? Or do they trade back? In the first round, trade back later. Mike, what do you think was the the number one pick of of those three options? Stay. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you win. You win this one. So yeah, forty nine percent said stay. Put at number nine. Forty percent though 
said trade back into the first, and only 11% said move up earlier. There were some reports this afternoon saying the Bills were trying to make a move to number three where the Jets were picking, so we're just watching the beginning of the draft saying, is this going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And didn't end up happening. The Bills stayed exactly where they were, unlike last year when the Bills picked Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds. They moved up both times to pick those two players. And then the year before that, before Bean came in and McDermott was a head coach, they traded back by giving up the pick that ended up being Patrick Mahomes. And the then MVP? <laughs> a decent, decent, semi, you know, mediocre quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, they ended up getting Travis White. So this is the first, first round pick of the Bills that has not been traded uh, in one way or the other. So that's kind of cool. There were a lot of players that went before the Bills. I mean, some were obviously were obvious with who was going to be picked. I mean, first off, um, let's go over some of the picks that were in the first round. With the first pick in the draft, Arizona Cardinals selected quarterback Kyler Murray. The 49ers picked um, Nick Bosa, obvious pick there. Um, the Jets, AFC East division rival Jets picked Quinn and Williams out of Alabama, possibly the best defensive tackle in this draft. Um, the Raiders picked, they kind of, this was the first reach of the draft as far as I'm concerned. They picked... Um, Edge rusher Clellan Farrell out of Clemson. Then another somewhat of a reach, I would I would suggest, after all the mock drafts I've read over time, Devin White went to the Buccaneers, linebacker Devin White. Then the Giants selected the second quarterback in the draft, Daniel Jones out of Duke. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars picked Josh Allen, the edge rusher out of Kentucky. And then right before the Bills picked, a player that a lot of Bills fans really wanted for the Bills' first pick was uh, the Detroit Lions picked tight end TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa. Now, you know, he was one of those guys that was great as the the top tight end in a lot of boards, and uh, the Bills didn't even get a chance to pick him, which I didn't know if he would go early top 10 or he would drop, you know, maybe to the teens, but he ended up going right before the Bills. And at that point, you know, you're just kind of hoping that they have a shot at, at, at Oliver. A lot of people that had mocked Hawkinson going to the Bills had Ed Oliver going way before that so that the Bills didn't even have a chance to it. But, I mean, here, just to give you some perspective on Ed Oliver, this is what Pro Football Focus had written up about him. Uh, Buffalo gets an explosive, uber-athletic defensive interior in former Houston standout Ed Oliver. He's a high-floor run defender that should only get better rushing the passer as a primary three technique at the next level. And if you've listened to our podcast or listened to other podcasts out there, three technique defensive tackle is, is a huge huge um, part of the defensive scheme that Sean McDermott runs. So he was he had the second overall grade among all uh, interior defensive linemen. He had the third best pass rush grade among interior defensive linemen, the second best run defense among all defenders, which is a pretty great stat right there, and then the fifth best pass rush win rate among um, defensive tackles. So um, that is a pro football focus metric. Um, he was he's a six foot one, two hundred eighty seven pound defensive tackle, and and it's been mentioned before on I believe Matt's podcast or Anthony's podcast that um, he he doesn't fit the prototypical height and weight of what you know the Bean and McDermott would normally draft as a, as a defensive tackle, but the guy is just so good. I mean, we were just watching more highlights of him before we got on the podcast and it's just the guy just dominates he just dominates they can line him up and they'll probably line him up obviously a defensive tackle but he can rotate to the outside he's just that good at what he does so I don't know man I'm excited I'm excited uh Mike I know you've you've got some scouting reports too what do they have to say about 
at Oliver. Well, just across the board, how he's an exceptional athlete, monstrously productive, and across the board. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a great guy. <laughs> just an amazing guy. It, all, it, it, by all accounts, he was showing NFL talent right as a true freshman. What, what strikes me is a lot of the guys that came before him and will go in the first round, you didn't hear about them for three years, right? Yeah. It's yeah. been, oh, and then last year they had a, a breakout year. Oh, since the combine, they've got these these skills X, Y, and Z. They've got the numbers. But with Oliver, you've seen the talent for three solid years, and it's just a much bigger sample size yeah. than some of these flash-in-the-pan guys that people take. They get enamored, GMs or coaches, right? Um they get enamored with this, the talent they reach, and mm-hmm. it doesn't translate to yep. the pro level. Yep, that was something that, um, Mike, is a great point because there were players like, just for example, that the Bills have taken in the past, like Aaron Maben, right? One good season, and they're like, well, this is a guy who's the next, the next best defensive end in the league, and he ends up flaming out. I mean, the, the, the Bills always usually like guys that have a lot of experience, and he's another one. And and Ed Oliver has great grades from Pro Football Focus about like top five, power five competition, and Notre Dame, they included in that because Notre Dame had a great season. Um, just and, and that's what you want to see, not only like what you were saying about uh, three years of great dominant play, but also against good competition which there were some question marks where our last podcast, if you haven't checked it out, please do. It's with Pro Football Focus's Cam Meller, and he discussed specifically some boomer bust prospects, and he talked about Montez Sweat, defensive end Montez Sweat, defensive end Rashawn Gary. And he was saying, yeah, these guys these guys had, had pretty good statistics, but they just kind of disappeared against really good competition, and that's not what you want to see. And, I, and that's kind of what you were saying, to your point, Mike. You, you want to see these guys – Dominate on all levels. They want to dominate events against terrible competition and against really good competition and show it for more than just one season or a half season or whatever. And this guy was a highly recruited guy coming out of high school, so he's just continuing on. And, I mean, from what everyone said, even in the press conference, they just love this guy. The guy just – he just seems like a process Buffalo Bills sort of player for – the guy that – I mean, I think that they were really happy that they – ended up coming away with how about weaknesses nate (laughs) size i think it's just size right i mean Uh, one thing one red flag for me and i (laughs) think you caught it too on a lot of the players as we're watching the draft right like you get the three stats about them it's like oh uh, uh, player of the year won this award won the dick buckus award won the one you know five star coming out of college for ed oliver the the first bullet point was about football and the second two were about horses right horses, yeah. it's like oh he relaxes by riding horse yeah and he built a barn he built a- <laughs> like that's awesome that's, that's awesome great. oh yeah great but it's great. more like a dating profile than <laughs> than like <laughs> right than- farmers only mostly with the with the horses and the and the barn yeah so that's awesome um it was just funny to see the contrast with the other players and all their awards can, can i say do you think that has to do with the fact that we're watching the abc broadcast instead of like ESPN but or NFL else, Network. Everybody else had three solid football stats. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, Ed Oliver's, Ed Oliver's so good that we just don't need to say, we don't need to talk about how great he is because everyone knows. We'll just talk about, like, let's let's get to know the guy off the field. What's it called when you're, when you're really like My Little Pony? Brony? Brony. <laughs> Do you think Ed Oliver is... <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing yeah he might be, be like it might be like a, a nickname or you could 
Oh yeah, I don't the brony. Wear oh, yeah. a, ha- a hat to That'd the be game. Awesome. You could put a little my little pony on there. Is that going to be our next T public? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite brony is Ed Oliver. <laughs> Dude, that's a perfect time. I'll just real quick plug for our T Public store. But uh, T Public store, um, we have a lot of cool bill shirts on there. Well, I'm sure we'll do one for the draft. tpublic.com slash stores slash CTW pod, just like our Twitter handle at Circling the Wagons Pod. And uh, yeah, man, you're he, always pimping something. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have to. Um, I don't think I, I've seen a penny from a t shirt sale. Where's it all go? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I, that's a good that question. Ponzi's, that's a good question. That Ponzi 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 scheme? Oh uh, yeah, um, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, I'm the yeah, Bernie Madoff yeah. of, of the Bill's T-shirts. World. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if this as long was, as it's going to, is it going to a good cause? Yeah, it's going to uh, <laughs> pay for this non-cable because we we're not watching it on NFL Network or ESPN. Okay, cut the cord, man. <laughs> no, um, cutting the cord. You, there's going to be so many services. It's going to be more than cable. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, HBO Now yep. slash HBO Go. Yep. Disney. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yep. Uh, I'm sure there's at least three more I can't think of. There's going to be CBS. YouTube NBC, Red. There's yeah. gonna be, there is YouTube, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, then I'm going to be paying 100 bucks just to get five <laughs> channels. Yeah. And the fat cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is how excited we are. We're just going off the board. Sorry. No, no, I, I love it. You know what? We're speaking of Ed Oliver's interview well we didn't actually see the interview with ed oliver we saw the one with his brother and then his father who's like at least eight inches shorter than ed oliver and his brother it's just insane how he just created those two human beings (laughs) they're just huge Hmm. whereas like i'm kind of taller than my short dad so it's like you know it's just funny great ratings great great rankings from everyone from provo Bavogas to cbs to um ed oliver was the number 11 so you don't think that's his real dad (laughs) Didn't look like him at all. I'm going to be honest. He kind of looked like him, I guess. Do you know how many you, families the 23andMe kits are ruining? Are, are they idea? really? Did that, does yeah, that actually happen? That's a big thing. Wait, why? But doesn't Because it's like a family secret. Well, doesn't your parent have to like also do it in order for you to know that? No. Oh, really? No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You could take it and be like, that's not my real parent? Yeah. Really? Jeez, no, I didn't know that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of college <laughs> biology. I don't think you need no. Like if, if you and your brother took one, he might tell you something. Like, hey, yeah. we're not really related. Oh, yeah, we're not really. <laughs> <laughs> we don't look anything alike, yeah. Well, I, I was just I've looking... read a lot of stories okay. about that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. And what's interesting, too, is like if you tell your family, like, oh, I'm going to take this. If somebody doesn't want that secret to come out, they'll come up with like, oh, that's a government conspiracy. You don't want to be spitting into that. <laughs> Oh, what if you ever commit a crime, right? Wait, you shouldn't be trusting that that's crazy like, test. Doesn't it also? That's when you know there's a secret. That you know there's a secret. Like that one is that person, that uncle is probably a serial killer, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the only way that that's, that's true. That it has true. shown. To, yeah. It's either serial killer or mom cheated. Or mom cheated. <laughs> and yeah. uncle is dead. Uncle is dead. <laughs> Why does it have to be the uncle? It could be anyone else, right? It could be. It could be. Um, the ones that really tear, tear the family apart, though, is when it's a relate. Oh yeah, those yeah. yeah yeah. Well, the family's more unforgivable. Yeah, more unforgivable. Yeah, jeez, yeah, man, makes me glad I don't have a brother. How about you, Mike? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, you, but it was funny, right? Like I and I don't care about people's heights. I'm not. I'm kind of short. Yeah. You're a taller guy. You're much taller than your father. 
Like, you're probably like four inches taller. <laughs> Those guys were like eight to ten inches taller than their dad, both Dang, of them. Bro. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's ain't anything. What's a twenty-three meat kit run? Bucks? <laughs> gonna, don't don't check it out. It's well, the thing it. to do would just be tell your parents you're thinking about doing it and see their reaction. If oh I yeah. Sa- if I want to save a Benjamin, yeah. Right. I'm just like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this. And, and be, if they're like, oh, that's cool, you don't don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. But if they're like, well, <laughs> mom's like, maybe you shouldn't be sneaking. <laughs> Dad's like, yes, I would actually pay for it <laughs> for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're in our 30s though they already raised us it's too late um <laughs> uh it's still be kind of yeah yeah it would be <laughs> i don't know how we got <laughs> onto this that's what that's what makes our podcast whatever it is we love talking bills but we go every which way um i, I, I want to give a quick um I'm going to give the quick uh, read about the buffalorumblings.com site. If you guys haven't checked, they, they've got a ton of different things. They've got like the all 22 film analysis on Ed Oliver, all this really cool stuff now that he's been drafted. They've been doing articles for weeks now in lead up to the NFL draft. And and they basically said, Sean Murphy wrote in this article, he said the Buffalo Bills use the ninth pick. The 2019th NFL draft is select talented defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Um Oliver, 21, exploded onto the scene in Houston as a freshman in 2016, dominating the American Athletic Conference to the tune of 65 tackles, 22 tackles for loss, and five sacks. Jeez. Over his three-year collegiate career, Oliver was a constant disruptive force in the backfield, totaling 53 tackles for loss and 13 and a half sacks. Now, while his junior season was his least productive, Oliver possesses a rare combination of athleticism, boasting size, strength, and quickness that will make opposing offensive lines fearful for years to come. Now, this was this was pretty cool because we were watching highlights of him being double teamed and still knifing through the offensive line, still making tackles in the backfield to running backs, still getting into the, the quarterback's face. I, the, the guy, they were saying, you know, I mentioned earlier pro football focus. They're saying one of his things that he has to work on is pass rush. Um, but he's already improving on it. And he was still one of the highest rated guys in the NFL. That's just, he's, his floor is still great and they still think he can get better, which is, unbelievable um uh, i'm i'm super psyched about this if the bills didn't go at oliver i'm not sure who they would have picked they might have reached for offensive linemen or something like that which luckily we don't have to worry about that but but man dude this is this is an exciting time i mean nothing will ever top last year's draft of the bills drafting their possible franchise quarterback after making the playoffs and everything like that i mean that was probably the most fun draft ever but this was this was this was a good time man what do you think yeah, it was good. One thing you could maybe answer for me. Yeah. We watched some of the press conference. Yes, we did. Afterwards. Weren't they still working? <laughs> like, or shouldn't they have been? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, do do all teams do that? Is that standard practice? Like, I thought round one, right, there's always trades happening. Yeah. Um, maybe you want to jump back in. That, that's a really good question. You want to stay apprised of the situation to, to some extent? It, it just makes me think of, like... I don't know, like a horror movie or something, right? You take take out the bad guy and then you hug the girl or your family, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes, he wakes back he up, wakes and kills, back you. kills you, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. You, where the right answer is, that's finish him off or <laughs> get out of there. Like you don't stick around. That's a that's right. A, yeah. It's like the job isn't done. Is, I was just shocked to see Bean and McDermott like, oh, we're celebrating after this one pick, whereas other. 
I don't know. You reference yeah. other years, or hey, all this movement is happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, last year they went from the seventh pick to the sixteenth pick. So I and I and I almost positive that they. Now I can't remember. I don't know if they came out after the seventh pick, after they picked Josh Allen and they traded up, or if they waited until Tremaine Edmonds was picked, you know, nine spots later, and then came out and talked about both of them. Um, I, I want to say I think they did it each one, but that's a, that's a great question. I mean, how do they know what's going on in the draft? I mean, are they just figuring, okay, we got a ninth pick. There's no way we're drafting. We're, we're going to trade back into like 10, 11, or 12 because, I mean, there's just – it would cost so much. It would cost next year's first, you know, and this and that because they don't have any more first-round picks, whereas last year they did have two first-round picks. So they could have, you know – I, I, I'm guessing that's a really good question. It I could think, be total ignorance on my part. I mean, it didn't it just, last long. I mean, the press conference, I want to say, was five minutes altogether, right? Just in case they needed to go back out there. I mean, would somebody have come in and just kind of like, like you know, gone over in Brandon Bean's ear, like, like, like you know, there's this guy available. We better get back in. And you're like, guys, I got to cut this short. And then they'd be like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. But, you know, there are 10 minutes between picks, so they're probably figuring, okay, you know, the 11th pick is up right now or the 10th or 11th pick is up right now. We got five minutes. You know, by the time we get back to our our office where, you know, our war room, we're only going to be on the 12th pick. We're not going to be at, like, pick. Whereas, like, right now they're in, you know, late 20s or whatever. They could still potentially get back into the first round without costing a lot. I'm guessing that's what it is. That's a good question, though. Hey, Draft memories. Now that we we talked about the pick, you know the Bills obviously have um, picks tomorrow and um, on Friday and on Saturday, and we'll do a draft wrap up after that. But man, it's an exciting first night. I think this should just be called the draft episode. You the draft keep episode. referencing tonight, like people listen to oh, it yeah, tomorrow. You're right. You're right. They're gonna be like, oh, this is all this morning's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll put that this back morning's. in this okay. morning. This morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, you know what's funny is one of my first draft memories I've ever had is with you, right? So we're talking um, 2006, I want to say. It was it was a draft of Vince Young, and the Bills had the eighth pick in the draft, and or the eighth or the ninth, I can't remember. And I remember that year because— um, You make it sound like you were like five years old. That's fine. But we really didn't pay that much attention we to the draft. We just didn't, yeah, no. No, I don't think it's ever nationally been televised until tonight, until mm-hmm. yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, <and> last night, <laughs> a couple days, a couple ago. days ago, <laughs> last week. Um, so that was kind of cool in itself, and I think we were actually listening to it on the radio. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, so we, we had didn't just, have cable. We did, no, we didn't. We just finished <laughs> school. We just finished school, and because because the draft wasn't big when we were kids, at least. And, you know, I don't even know if you could watch it on ESPN back then. And so, like, we were finally finished with school. Like, we had time to concentrate. How did people find out about things for the Internet? Like, if you wanted to, like, research something, like a player, what would you do? Oh, geez. I have, I have no idea. How, how would you? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I, if like, I was, go like. Go to a library. Those are just books. <laughs> <laughs> with the decimal with the dec- system. Right? Yeah, yeah. I would don't... you look up the player's name? Would you look up. Players, would, would I call you on the phone, which people still do did that back then? Ugh. You know, would I be like, Mike, do you remember what year Vince Young was drafted? Like, yeah, it was like 2006. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, what did we do? I, I think we just, I think there was just a general, we just didn't know. It was just like a thing. Like, You're I like, know. oh, I, I wonder. Know. And then you forgot. And then you just it. forgot. Like, it. Oh, You're there's like, no uh, way I can ever <laughs> find <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm not going to know that stuff. It's not important. You probably just, yeah. yeah. 
It must have been frustrating at the time, wasn't it? No, it was probably so enjoyable and just releasing because there was just this whole part. Whew, just, it just didn't, don't care. <laughs> but I remember like in school and something be like, oh, you know, who is that actor in this movie? Wasn't he like asking stuff like that? And if you didn't know, like, huh, just, <laughs> I'll never find out. You'll never find out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you find out as like a 40 or 50 year old, like, oh man, but what years ago? I was wondering. You just this, sit up in bed. Actor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like in a random conversation with friends at like, you know. Oh, that was the worst backyard. thing about, remember when we were servers? <laughs> yes. And people would pull your sleeve and ask you for stuff like, oh, give me some hot tea. And it was just like, lady, you're not even at my table, but sure, no problem. I'll be right back. <laughs> and you'd completely forget about it. Oh, yeah. And then in the middle of the night, you'd sit up with a star. You're like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. That lady, didn't, that lady did not get her hot tea. tea. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's the worst. That was the worst. Um, Wait, waiters and waitresses. Waiters there. and Hopefully waitresses out there. Yeah, that's yeah. a hard job. Yeah, and we we our banquet serving was like so little human interaction. It's mostly like just bring those trays out to that table. Mm. It was so much easier. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I took away a salad like three times? <laughs> <laughs> One night it was a wedding. Took a salad away three times. The lady's like, "Hey, uh, I, someone took away that salad." I was like, "Yeah, I'll bring a new one." So we bring in a new one. Someone else thought it was done because no one had touched it. I mean, this is like 10 o'clock at night. Nobody's eating dinner. Nobody's had a meal in at least an hour or two. <laughs> the well, cake, she's not picking at cakes, it. Exactly. Cake's already been out and passed around. And she just like, yeah, someone keeps taking my salad. Eat it. <laughs> They'll stop. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I never told you that. Mm. It was a pretty pretty lame story. Well, it's probably never told you. It was the greatest story in the world. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what did people do before the internet? I don't know. I don't know. But in 2006, we we were. Li- I remember specifically listening to the draft and listening to each pick, you know, on the on the radio. And it was like, I was like, you know, the Bills needed a quarterback at that point. They definitely did. I don't remember who the starter was at that point, but he wasn't good. I think it was right after J.P. Lawsman. Like we knew he was flaming out. He was no good. Who are the Bills going to pick? And with like I was like, well, Vince Young is out there. I was thinking of all the top quarterback, Vince Young, Matt Liner. Vince Young went with the third pick, and like, oh crap, the Bills. And then it was like the eighth pick, and we're like, Matt Liner's still out there. Like he was like the hot shot from USC. He won the national championship, and dude, this guy was unbelievable. A great passer. This he was the next, you know, MVP. And the Bills passed on him for Dante Whitner. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, a safety? <laughs> Which still ended up being a bad pick, looking back at it, but. Um, it's a good thing we didn't pick Matt Liner. Of course, we might have been drafting number one overall the next season, so who knows. Mm-hmm. But those were my first actual draft memories was was that draft. It's kind of funny. I just wanted to end this podcast by saying, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with Pancho Bila. Bila. Um, we never, a lot of, I know a lot of Bill's podcasts out there have interviewed him. We've never specifically talked or interviewed with him Um but the guy's been on around. I mean, every a lot of Bills fans, Bills Mafia members know him, and I and we just found out today that he entered hospice care. So um, that sucks. Um, you know, obviously, you, what I'm hoping for is just like a uh, a, a Bills Oilers AFC comeback, where you know, I don't know. We're we're just I don't know. Love the guy. I love that what he represents. He represents all of us. So. So yeah, um, you know, not trying to end the podcast on a bad note or, you know, dampen the mood of, of a great night tonight, but, you know, I just wanted to 
to let Bills fans know about that if they didn't know about that. Um, speaking of our T Public site, um, I'm gonna. I've always mentioned this now that we've actually gotten a few T-shirt sales. That we're gonna donate a portion of our, you know, sales to a charity, and I'm gonna see if there's anything. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if there's a GoFundMe going on or, or whatever. If somebody wants to tweet that to me for Pancho Bila or whatever for his family, I'd like to donate that, and you know, I'd like to share it for the rest of Bills Mafia so we can uh, we can help out. But it's an exciting night, day, weekend of the draft with the Bills selecting possibly the best player available, one of the best players in the draft, possibly you know the best player. We'll see as time goes on, but. Man, it's a, it's a great reason to be excited. I'm, I'm I'm already psyched for tomorrow. What are they going to do next? Are they going to go offensive lineman? Are they going to go tight end? Are they going to go wide receiver? Are they going to go cornerback? I mean, the Bills literally have nine picks left. I figure at some point they're going to trade back into the second or third round or something to find more draft picks, but just kind of a cool time. Mike, if you had, if you had any choice of any position, need or whatever, just any position that you thought you could add like a, a really good player, early second round pick to position wise, what position do you think you'd want that you could see the Bills needing or the Bills needing to get a good player in? It's got to be wide receiver, Nate. We got to get some more weapons for Josh Allen um, and help for the offense. Yeah, I like wide receiver. That's a good one. That's a good one. You know, what's good about that is since the Bills have so much, so many veterans now between John Brown, between. Cole Beasley, um, Zay Jones entering his third year, which is normally the breakout year for wide receivers. Um, Robert Foster coming back for his second season is that if you draft a guy in the second round, you don't need him to be an instant contributor because now they finally have some veteran depth that he can just learn from the guys ahead of him. You know, he's obviously going to play snaps and he's going to get his time in, but he doesn't have to be relied on like Zay Jones his first year. Remember what happened to Zay Jones, right? His first mm. year being thrown in, that was not pretty. <laughs> and it shouldn't have been that way, but the Bills had already traded away Sammy Watkins and not signed a lot of guys. So, uh, so that's what happens. So we're hoping that that's not going to happen this season. And it shouldn't. Um, one player I could see the the one position I could see the Bills taking just because they always do every draft is corner. Um, we'll see if they end up doing that, but um, I know that they're, they're not afraid. I'm sure they'll take an offensive lineman at some point in the draft. So corner offensive lineman and possibly tight end. We'll see who's left. Another playmaker for uh, the Bills to uh, to catch passes from Josh Allen. So so cool. Thanks. Thanks to you guys for listening to our Bills first round draft podcast. So we're going to sign off here. Thanks for letting us go off tangents. So for Mike, a big Buffalo welcome to Ed Oliver. Go Bills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder how many people are going to be showing up at the airport for him uh, to, to, to give him Buffalo wings. So as soon as he gets here, I'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> well, just take your lunch. I mean, just take your lunch whenever he's going to, whenever he shows up. <laughs> so uh for me nate i also won't be there at buffalo airport to welcome them but um it's a really exciting night thank you guys for listening go bills and we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly Go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.